hi everyone. This patient education podcast is on breast reconstruction with free flaps. My name is Dr. Damien Marucci. I'm a plastic and reconstructive surgeon in Sydney, Australia. There are basically three ways of reconstructing a breast. We can either use implants, we can use your own tissue, or we can use a combination of the two. In this podcast, I'll be talking about reconstructing a breast solely using your own tissue. We call this a flap. A flap is tissue, whether it's skin, fat, muscle, which we can move from one location to another. The vast majority of breast reconstructions are done using lower abdominal skin, fat, and muscle. Many patients have excess skin and fat in their lower abdomen. This is the tissue which is normally thrown away when we do a tummy tuck. It's all the tissue from the belly button down to the pubic area. However, we can use this tissue to reconstruct a breast. We isolate this skin, fat, and muscle on blood vessels. An artery takes blood to this tissue, this flap, and a vein takes blood away from the flap. On the chest, where the breast was, we find an artery and a vein which is behind the rib cartilage just beside the sternum or breastbone. We take the skin, fat, and muscle away from the abdomen, out of the body, and we join the flap artery to an artery in the chest and the flap vein to a vein in the chest. These blood vessels are only around two or three millimeters in diameter, and we use the microscope and very small sutures in order to join everything back together. We release the clamps and the blood flow is then re-established in this tissue that was previously in the lower abdomen, but now it's up in the chest. And then we can fashion this tissue into a breast. Where the tissue came from in the abdominal wall, that tends to be a little bit weakened. So I put mesh in there in order to prevent a hernia or a bulge occurring. We leave the belly button where it is, but we stretch the tissue from where the belly button is down to the pubic bone and we make a new hole for the belly button. It is a long scar going from side to side and I put two drains in the tummy. All the stitches are dissolving. A drain is also put underneath the reconstructed breast up on the chest wall. And again, dissolving stitches are used right the way around the reconstructed breast. The reason why we're able to do this particular type of reconstruction is because of the anatomical configuration of the way the lower abdominal skin and fat gets its blood supply. The artery, which is called the deep inferior epigastric artery, comes from the groin, travels up behind the abdominal wall, pierces the muscle, and then comes through into the skin and fat. What that means is, is that you can take all of that skin and fat together with the underlying muscle in order to reconstruct a breast. There are newer techniques, however, which aim to leave behind some or even all of the muscle. If you can dissect out the blood vessels coming through the muscle and leave some of the muscle behind, that is called a muscle sparing tram flap. If you can dissect out all of the blood vessel and leave all of the muscle behind, then that is called a deep inferior epigastric artery perforator flap because you're not actually taking any of the rectus abdominis muscle, you're only just taking the deep inferior epigastric artery as it comes the way through. So the term tram flap, T-R-A-M, what that stands for is transverse because the uh, configuration of the skin and fat you're removing is going across the abdomen transversely. The R-A stands for rectus abdominis because that's the muscle you take. And the M stands for musculocutaneous because we're taking muscle and we're also taking some skin. So the myo is muscle and the cutaneous refers to the skin and fat. 
there is another option of using lower abdominal skin and fat, which is where you swing it up on the rectus abdominis muscle where it joins up in the rib cage. So you're not actually doing any microsurgery, but instead you're sort of flipping it up on the muscle. That's called a pedicle transplant. That's kind of an older, older technique, and it has a much higher incidence of complications, such as hernia and bulge in the lower abdomen, and also where some of the fat and skin doesn't make it, which is called fat necrosis. That can lead to partial flap loss, which isn't very good. There are many advantages of free flap reconstruction using skin and fat and variable amounts of muscle from the lower abdomen. First of all, there is no foreign material used in the breast reconstruction itself. There are no implants. The reconstructed breast gains weight and loses weight with you. It has a natural droop like the breast which makes it easier to match the other side. It can be modified at a later time with liposuction and you can make a nipple down the track on the reconstructed breast. It works well when a patient has previously had radiotherapy. When a patient has had radiotherapy, they really probably shouldn't just have an implant-based breast reconstruction, but a flap-based reconstruction is fine. Finally, if someone is having a bilateral mastectomy or a double mastectomy, you can reconstruct both breasts at the same time using lower abdominal skin and fat. You use half of the skin and fat and muscle to reconstruct one breast and the other half to reconstruct another breast. There are disadvantages, however. First of all, it's a pretty big operation that takes many hours. There is a risk of a hernia or a bulge in the abdomen, which is why I use mesh in order to prevent this occurring. You need to have drains. There are risks of the blood vessels, whether it's the artery or the vein, clotting off which is why every hour after the surgery for the first couple of days, the nursing and medical staff will look very closely at the color, the temperature, and make sure that the flap has a blood flow within it. If there are any doubts, we'll take you straight back to the operating theater in order to unblock any artery or vein which has become blocked. The chances of this happening, needing to go back to the operating theater to unblock an artery and vein, are pretty small, probably only about one in 20. The worst case scenario is that we can't re-establish blood flow within the flap, in which case the flap would die and you'll be left without a reconstruction on that day. You would still have the tummy tuck, but we would need to let everything settle down for a few months before attempting a different type of breast reconstruction another day. But the chances of that happening nowadays is very small, probably only about one or two in a hundred. This is because we have become very experienced in performing reconstructed microsurgery. There are other risks associated with this type of surgery. As with all surgery, it involves a general anesthetic, which involves risk to the heart and lungs. There are risks of getting blood clots in the legs because we increase the pressure within the abdomen and you won't be walking around too much afterwards. For that reason, we give you an injection every day to make the blood thin. We put those very unattractive white stockings on your legs and we also put calf compressors on your legs to massage your calves while you're asleep, just in order to decrease the chance of you getting a blood clot in the legs. A blood clot in the legs can be potentially very serious as it may travel to the lungs and may even be life-threatening. After the surgery, you can't lift anything heavier than three liters of milk for four weeks. You need to wear a binder for around four weeks as well. All the stitches are dissolving and most of my patients do tend to spend around seven to 10 days in hospital. I hope that this brief podcast has given you a vague idea of what's involved in abdominally based free flap breast reconstruction. If you have any questions at all, please don't hesitate to contact me. Thanks very much.